Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavors, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, their songwriting technique, and occasionally getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. Welcome to episode 132. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Broods. The New Zealand duo, made up of siblings Georgia and Caleb Knott, are releasing their brand new studio record this Friday, entitled Space Island. In today's episode, we're speaking with Georgia and Caleb about riding through heartbreak, building the world of Space Island, and learning how to play the theremin. Here we go. Our guest today is one of Australia's most loved acts of the last 10 years. Continuing their run of making electronic pop music that is both gorgeous and anthemic in nature, they're releasing their fourth studio record this Friday, entitled Space Island. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Georgia and Caleb from Broods. Good morning. Good morning. What are you? How are we both today? Oh, can't complain, we eh? can't complain. We got down to the beach for an early swim this morning. Yeah. And it was crazy. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Where are you? Um, where did you go for a swim? Whereabouts are you joining us from this morning? Um, we're staying at, we live in Piha at the moment, Piha Beach, which is about 40 minutes out of Auckland. Yeah, on the West Coast, um, where all the crazy prehistoric nature is. <laughs> And, so the, and, and the TV show Piha Rescue. Yes, if anybody's seen that, Piha Rescue. <laughs> our own, our own version of Bondi Rescue. But, yeah. <laughs> I, re- I imagine that one's a little bit more picturesque than Bondi Rescue. Bondi <laughs> has a little bit more... Uh, yeah, yeah, a few less people, a um, few less shops, you know. If you want to get anything, you'd better do it before 4pm or sometimes 2.30pm. <laughs> Depending on how the shop owners are feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I can appreciate that. It is a beautiful yeah. little spot. And so uh, if they want to kind of skip out of work early, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it is a very exciting week. Uh, I do appreciate you joining us today uh, because you do have a record coming out this week with Space Island coming out on Friday. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you. you. It's, um, woo. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's exciting and um, scary. <laughs> It is the the fourth time round for you guys. It is the fourth studio record. How do you kind of, I guess, to begin with, how do you prep when you do have a new like album coming out? Is there a certain ritual that the band has in terms of like, uh, um, yeah? I mean, I was thinking about it the other day, and like, it's funny. We should be kind of like more relaxed or something because we've done it three times before now, but. 
I personally feel like it gets harder and harder because you know, like, what to expect and what, like, could happen and, and like, you kind of have... Well, at the moment we don't really know what could happen. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, like, building up to something that's, like, quite, um, you know, personal to share an album um, of that's especially one that's, like, written all about personal experiences and stuff and so honestly just trying to like but I think take care started, of ourselves <laughs> yeah I think uh, like when it starts like you said I think we're just always writing and we like so it's a constant kind of of constant working on music so and then at some point we just kind of talk to each other and go, I think we're heading down the right track. I think yeah. this is like something starts to stick. And then as soon as like one song sticks, then another one sticks and it starts mm. to like build itself up. And Yeah. And this one, this album in particular has evolved really naturally and like just kind of been following like what feels good the whole way. And then like ended up with this record that feels amazing to us and like um everything that we've made around the record visually as well just feels like so what we were aiming to do without even like really knowing (laughs) yeah i think we were like naturally quite restricted in like the amount of people that could work on it as well Mm -hmm. because it was we finished it all in 2020 kind of so it was just our small little bubble that really worked on us us yeah. two and two of our friends, and that was yeah. kind of who finished the record because <laughs> that's the only people nice. we could see. Yeah, and it was great because like we all were very much on the same page, and it kind of just naturally came together really easily. Yeah, I was going to ask because the the record itself it is. It sounds like a Broods record. It is very, like, distinctive of your uh, sound. But sonically as well, it's beautifully lush. It's a very, like, um, I want to say, like, cinematic almost, the record, like, sound-wise. And I'm curious whether when you, yeah, when you first set out, are there conversations that the two of you have being like, this is what we should do? Or is it kind of, kind of like what you mentioned is, as you're going along, you go, okay, cool. This is maybe where we should, the path that we should follow. Yeah. I think we just kind of, you know, I, I think, you know, you are what you eat. <laughs> you yeah. like make what you listen to. And especially during the pandemic, like we. We're each other's influences on yeah. like listening to music and stuff like that. So, yeah. I mean, we always have been, so. Yeah. But we did start <laughs> listening to like a lot more cinematic stuff and like a lot of Liz Baxter a lot of like artists that bring in like a really cinematic like sound into their record and um, I think because we had this whole world that we were building and the story that we were building, we wanted it to kind of be like this audio movie. <laughs> Does that and, make sense? Yeah, we're watching a lot of old films where yeah. like the string arrangements are kind of like in the same vein as some of the songs and things yeah. like that. So we were definitely like taking inspiration from film musically yeah. as well and just like trying to build yeah this narrative within the album that felt like it took you really effortlessly like along this um 
just path in this world and like we like to you know say that the very last one was like a nice little tuck in bed and kiss on the forehead after like <laughs> a long and emotional movie <laughs> <laughs> There are some very beautiful, delicate moments on the record as well. And I, I know that um, lyrically it touches on a bit more of a serious subject, which we'll get to in a little bit. But when you're kind of looking at the track list or the, the songs that you have, how do you balance that? Let's keep this many kind of, um, I'm going to say bangers per se, or like <laughs> big songs. And then, uh, and then I think there's two or three, I think is it Gaslight was one of the the more kind of, delicate and, and more intimate songs. Yeah, yeah. How do you find that balance in the track list? Honestly, we just like put our favorite songs on it yeah. <laughs> and then build like the track list around like. We touch quite a few other bangers. Yeah. <laughs> I think. <laughs> to make room for the, for the good stuff, you know? Yeah. But it's also funny because like the experience of writing a song really has a massive influence on how much we like it. Like if we go into the studio and we have a really amazing session where we feel really like um, able to be ourselves and like feel like everything is moving really, like flowing really nicely, then we're way more likely to hold on to that song because we're such sentimental people. (laughs) There's a couple of cancers. Um, But then when we were doing the track listing, like, because of the theme to the album, we just wanted to kind of take people along a really specific experience that, like, reflected, um, you know, what it feels to be going through grief, and that's the main theme of the album. And, you know, it's quite ah, at the beginning, and then, like, you kind of slowly fall into this, like, really intimate stage of the album, and then it just, like, picks up into, like... The acceptance. <laughs> yeah, I guess like the start is like super chaotic when you're trying yeah. to like just grab onto something when yeah. you're feeling so out of control and mm. your whole environment yeah. is being flipped upside down. So it kind of is meant to feel a little bit crazy and yeah, um, erratic. <laughs> yeah, and kind of intense. And I know that this record, um, Georgia, maybe for yourself more than Caleb but not to take away from yourself, Caleb, that this uh, record is, <laughs> uh, this record yeah. is, is oh. lyrically <laughs> um, a little bit uh, more serious. It is maybe, if, if, if I'm allowed to say it, maybe Brood's Blood on the Track or your 808s and Heartbreak. It is a bit of a breakup album. Yeah. <laughs> um, definitely. <laughs> The first breakup album, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely the first, like, the whole album is just, like, you know. It's pretty like, break-up-y. <laughs> pretty break-up-y. <laughs> <laughs> when you're approaching, and, and if you're okay to talk about it, lovely, if not, please let me know. Um, when you're approaching something that's as serious lyrically as this, how do you kind of find that delicate balance of being cathartic and getting out what you feel without also you know, having to tell the world too much of how you feel yeah. or still being able to keep things to yourself, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, like, that is why we 
kind of lent into the concept of Space Island so much because it softened, like, the just rough edges of, like, something that's quite personal and made it into something that kind of could separate it from um, myself, especially, like, going into releasing it and sharing it with the world. I wanted it to feel like something that wasn't super specific to me because I think, like, I want to keep some things, like, really private, but also I want it to feel like universal like, and it needs to be want, interpreted yeah. in people's own ways and, and related to their own life because yeah. that's how you attach yourself to a song and you know having yeah. like that abstract um, I guess vision of like space island and stuff gives it like you know some imagery and stuff to and a world to connect it to rather than it being just like a diary entry yeah yeah, yeah to lean into the surreal to get really real <laughs> <laughs> about stuff but I also you know like I think I've always written from like a place where I like to use like actually like this album is pretty personal like, I haven't really lent on the metaphors as much as I usually would but I think like the so much was going on you know like it's just such a strange time in the world but it's also like a breakup brings up a lot of grief and then like I think personally when you go through one loss, a lot of other losses you've been through in your life get triggered and so that's like extreme and like I think I just really needed a place to put it all and the people that have listened to our music throughout the years and like come to our shows are so supportive. Like they are just like the the most. (laughs) I know everybody says that but like, we have such a, like, I don't know, intimate connection with the people that listen to our music that's built over the years. And, like, when you have that ground to stand on, like, you feel like you can be more personal and you feel like there's going to be a place for it that'll keep it safe and and it'll, like, it'll just not be destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> Like, so I feel like because we built that with our fans and that I could be quite personal, you know? Yeah, of course. I know, um, actually very quickly touching on that, you guys, everyone that I've kind of spoken to in my own little inner circle, whenever we kind of say like we're speaking to, to this band or this artist, there's always a little bit of, oh yeah, cool. And then I mentioned to, um, uh, my, uh, wife's maid of honor. We recently got married a few weeks ago, and she, when I said brood, she lost her mind. So um, <laughs> she was very excited. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Oh, that's um, sweet. I know that, as you mentioned, your fans are very devoted, very diehard, and you do have some incredible fans. I think there was um, a mention as well of because you're not able to have these shows and not able to play gigs that. Space Island was also kind of a way to be able to give them a place to escape to mm-hmm. and visually as, as well. Is that the case? Yeah, I think we wanted something very like. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role 
like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Something that was like not just three videos and something that was like all part of one thing because... We didn't know what the climate or anything was going to look like when the release came, and yeah, and we were like, "Well, if we can't tour, we may as well make, make a, a little movie." Film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like we've seen so many cool visual albums like popping up. It's just been kind of something that we've been like dying to do for ages, and and so it seemed like the right one to yeah do it on. And like yeah. this world was just kind of like building up to this without like us really I mean we went through so many different versions of what we would film and stuff and like you know start of dreams real big um you know feature film <laughs> and then like um started to kind of get in touch with Krzysztofski um friend yeah. of ours and because like of where the world was at he was like he'd gone back home to like our hometown of Nelson because mm. we've been friends with like family friends for years and stuff yeah. so we're the fact good. that we were all just back in the south island you know because nothing else was going on in the world like meant that we could make this really cool film and yeah spend time on it and yeah we just drove around the south island in a car the three of us really with a coffin in the back yeah and a wetsuit on film, it looks a lot more than that. I have to let you guys know. It definitely oh, yeah. doesn't no, just show. Yeah, no. so his, um, his sister-in-law, yeah, his sister-in-law is a costume maker, so she had like um, a pattern that she had used for some sci-fi movie, and so we just Scarlett like, Johansson film, was yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just Scarlett. <laughs> it was it was so fun. Like, and I think, you know, the reason we wanted to make this thing to escape to is because, like, that's what we do. Like, when we feel like we need support, you know, the, the two things that we go to are, you know, people and art, you know. Like, it's just art is such a comforting thing and it's, like, really keeps the world going through times like these. And, and I think um, we wanted to contribute to the art scene in a way that was going to be supportive of people and like encourage people to, to like feel their feelings and like, you know, see that suffering and sorrow can lead to beautiful things and like to really lean into that. Yeah, definitely. Because it, it has it, for it, me. It, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I am. I'm curious, <laughs> Caleb, for yourself. Obviously, lyrically and, and in a cathartic kind of way, Georgia. For you, it's good to uh, be able to like utilize the lyrics and everything else to be able to help um, with the situation of whatever's going on, whatever album it may be. Obviously, we've discussed what this album is about. But Caleb, with you, with mm. writing the music, um, how do you kind of approach that when uh, George is coming to you? to kind of discuss this is what the song should be about or how are you building those songs around that? Yeah, I guess like this album in particular was very much like um, just doing what I felt and what Georgia felt the songs needed because like it was just a, very much an accompaniment, you know, because it's, like you said, the songs lyrically and and everything is like very personal to Georgia. So it was just kind of supporting that and trying to find places where, you know, I could bring in my vibe. And, yeah. And um, I guess as we were finishing it, I got to go through my own breakup. So yeah. I got to like kind of, as I was finishing the production, I was in the zone that Georgia was, yeah. I guess, writing the record and got to like feel that and express sucked <laughs> big time. And so I guess like my expression came through, yeah, instruments and yeah. Um, the sonics. Like, for instance, Georgia wrote Like a Woman in 15 minutes, and it took me about 18 months, I think, to get the production <laughs> right. You know, I tried so many times, and it, like, it just wasn't right for so long. Yeah, but that's, like, the beautiful thing. I remember the day that we cracked it open, eh? Yeah. It was just me and my friend Kyle. We'd been working on it for a long time. And... Um, we just didn't really know how to stick the, the start and the end together because, <laughs> like, there was the big end and the yeah. low start and it was just, like, connecting that was one of the hardest but um, enjoyable mm. experiences of the album, I think. Kind of like... I think we're all very proud of that song. Yeah. And it does take a lot of patience, I think, to really, like, I think sometimes the... The words when you guy for me the words come out like really fast and like um, because I've got lots pent up <laughs> and then having a lot of patience to really just like take space from the song and come back and like listen to other music and like come back. Kind of takes forever. <laughs> well, it's just like I think um, I think I heard uh, Neil Finn say this once said he he's got to try everything to know it's not what you want. Yeah. You know, so you got to try all the options to know that it's not right. <laughs> what is it? Yeah. Um, process of elimination. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think usually that's like how I work. It's just throw a bunch of shit at the wall and then slowly yeah. scrape what's not needed off. <laughs> I believe that you've got a new, I don't want to call it a toy, but that you're able to kind of add something to your studio this time around. I think it was a, I'm going to mispronounce this, so I apologise, a far, a far fissa organ? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of different toys that, um, the best, that's the best thing about living in LA yeah. for those years was collecting gear because you just don't find that stuff in New Zealand. You don't yeah. find instruments or like drum machines. So there's a couple of really like special instruments um, 
there was yeah the farfisa, which is like basically in the sixties organ, Italian organ, and it's just like basically you can scream. Yeah. And it just like sounds <laughs> like a sixties Italian sports car. You know? It's just like kind of nasty and kind of like and it has like this pitch bend pedal so that you can control the pitch bend with your foot. So like in like a woman and distance and drugs yeah. you can really hear it like taking off because it's taking off from another it's, ooh, it's sounds like a jetpack Pornamento <laughs> is just like shifts it up to where it's meant to go so it's like getting shot by a slingshot mm. it's kind of like yeah you just, just get had such a cool like visceral feeling that comes with listening to that music that um instrument like, very like vortexy yeah <laughs> <laughs> into like a portal which was kind of like the main theme visually of the album yeah. and also like a few cool drum machines and things like that like I have a old maestro rhythm jester that Georgia got for me for my birthday it's like the sale yeah. that happened when Moby sold all his drum machines <laughs> and she bought me one that it comes with stuff like Moby this was owned by Moby but it was broken so we had to go get it fixed and um <laughs> and that's like the hi-hats and a lot of mm. the tracks like distance and drugs there's like this real washy kind of loose yeah feeling and like just getting into a lot of gear and yeah um and recording everything like ourselves like yeah we were Not much more a part of the process of recording and like a much more like band yeah. orientated album than in the past. Um, yeah. It was fun. Cause as we get older, we get actually better. Yeah. It's almost like <laughs> practice like makes you better at stuff. Yeah. <laughs> almost. Yeah. A lot better musicians and a lot better writers. And I feel like our music definitely a lot more obsessed with gear. Sees that, sees that as the albums go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we think they're better anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, a judge. Yeah. They, they, they 100% are. are. So I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> we just bought, well, I just bought myself um, a, like, like, first bit of gear in a long time. Yeah, I don't really buy myself that much gear, but I just bought myself a theremin, um, which is a pretty crazy instrument that you, for those that don't know. Great for COVID times, you don't touch anything. Yeah, you don't touch anything. It's all like, (laughs) if you look up Clara Rockmore on YouTube, she's got some lots of, she's got lots of um, amazing videos of her playing a theremin, but it's all done by like moving your hands around within the frequency and there's aerials and it sounds real spooky and... Um, it's, it's quite hard, isn't it? It's um, not easy uh, <laughs> to play. I've tried it once and um, I had to use tune a lot. <laughs> Pitch correction From all the way. From what I've seen of performances, it is, yeah, it's like trying to find your hands in the right spot both at the same time but still without touching anything, which I feel like throws you off. Yeah, and it's really, really subtle movements. It's very like, personal, so everyone holds their fingers differently. And like, it's like all the sign language, like yeah, it looks instrument like or something. Yeah, it's really beautiful. But once you master it, it's very impressive, so I look forward to uh, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, one day I'll be able to rip it out on stage and just 
theorem and solo. Just melt faces. You just know. run past it. Do a scale. Well, speaking of live gigs, hopefully we'll see the theremin make an appearance. You guys are touring Australia <laughs> in March. She's going to do some tricks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we. Um, yeah, well, you might know more than us about like how it's looking <laughs> over there <laughs> with gigs, but. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely be there. Yeah. At some stage, when we're, you know, when it's all okay yeah. <laughs> makes sense for us to come, which yeah. I, I think won't, won't, be, won't be too far away. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I think that at the moment it's looking mainly good. Some gigs have started back up, so I think that you should be okay. But, again, touch wood that uh, yeah. there's no change uh, <laughs> yes, at, at that point. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, usually we would ask our guests uh, what they're currently listening to. Um, Georgia and Caleb, is there anything at the moment, any album or track that it's kind of taken your fancy or that's on a, on repeat at your respective households? Uh, yeah. There's, um, in my car, there's a couple of albums on uh, repeat for sure. Uh, the latest Cody Nielsen album is like one of my favourites at the moment, Birthday Suite 2. Just, just like all instrumental stuff. Just like, I, I love that because it's like all the stuff that stimulates me, you know. Um, also, been listening to the um, the latest Crumb album a lot. I just think that they keep getting better and better, and as well. And every time they release an album, it's just more impressive, and they have such a unique sound and feel to their music as well. What is Sam Vivian? Yeah, we were listening to a lot of Sam Evian. It's great uh, sunset over the beach music, yeah, you know, really, <laughs> for the evening. It's very fitting for the, the landscape that we're in. But um, and um, I've been listening to a, to the Pink Panthers album. It yeah. is makes me feel like I can go out and be young again. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's such a it's such a cool album and she's like, she's so dope. They are all very solid choices. Um, Georgia and Caleb, thank <laughs> you very much for your time today. And I do appreciate it. And congratulations again on Space Island, which is the fourth album from Broods, which is out this Friday. Thank you so much, Simon. That's really nice. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Broods for their time. Space Island is out this Friday and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to pre-order the record or buy tickets to their tour. We also want to give a huge shout out to Marie at Island Records Australia for helping out with today's interview. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Wednesday and Friday morning and we now have a Patreon, which you can find within the show notes of this episode. You can follow the player's profile on Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Until next week, cheers.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.